0: This podcast is sponsored by Canaan Valley Spa and Wellness Center in Davis, West Virginia, a new destination in Canaan Valley. Go to www.canaanvalleyspawv.com to learn more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our adventure in podcasting. I'm Angie, and I've got Dave with me, my partner in all things adventurous and podcasting. This is the Exceptional Parents Extraordinary Challenges podcast, and we are having so much fun gathering together and and talking about all of our experiences and um, the things that we've learned, the wisdom that we share between us, which I think is pretty deep, don't you think, Dave?
1: It is, and it's like so much ingrained in who we are, Mm -hmm. and I don't say that like immodestly like we're just so smart, it's just like, and everyone has this, I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing, and I'm... -hmm. is um resonating on this and resonating with this and talking to people is that there's so much that we know and i think a lot of what we do is just people say oh yeah i know that i mean there's new Mm -hmm. stuff and there's and it's just a way for us to really recognize how much this parenting experience has um informed us and changed us and how much we already know
0: yeah 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 and i think I, i i really like what you said about we all have the that wisdom within us and i think that one of the things that um i see happen pretty often is when parents are in a situation where there's a crisis or a, a you know something that's come up with their their child or their young adult child or whatever age we're talking about um And, you know, you and I've talked about the horse blinders before that can happen. And that's where they lack the ability to access their own wisdom because all they can focus on is surviving through that moment or helping their child survive through that moment. And I've been thinking about that a lot this, this week since we, since we last chatted on our podcast. And I think one of the most difficult things for parents is understanding the, the very fine line between rescuing or enabling versus helping their their child, their young adult uh child to move forward in a in a positive way. And how do you define that line? And how do you recognize when you're in that role of the rescuer? You know, we we talked on our very first podcast just a little bit about the um the triangle of disempowerment, you know, where where we you have a victim and you have a persecutor and you have a rescuer. And And most of our our young adults, kids um, and our kids in general sort of live in that role of the victim. And and I don't say that lightly. Um, I say that in a way that their their understanding of the world is that the world owes them something and that they they are uh, not going to have to work real hard to accomplish anything, you know, and. And you know part of that is because when we're we're young children, we need our parents to guide us and support us and help us through, and so, as we start to get older, you know we push against the boundaries of our parents you know I have a three year old grandson Dave knows all about my three year old grandson mm-hmm. but he's quite an eye opening experience for me as a grandmother to go through this process of him going from an infant now to a three year old toddler and watching him starting to push against the boundaries with his his mother, my daughter. Um, And it's really uh, I I love it because I have a I have a different perspective on it because I'm the grandparent, but I see it happening. And it's so it's such a process that happens throughout our lives. And with the young adults that I work with in the in the transitional living programs, you know, I see them doing the same thing that my three year old grandson is doing. They're pushing against those boundaries. They're pushing against that ceiling that they feel of adolescence, trying to step out into more independence and being a young adult. And. So for their for the parents, you know, from my daughter who's parenting a three year old, to the parents of the young adults that I'm working with professionally, it's like where is that where is that fine line? And I know, um, you know, from working with you, Dave, with you and your daughter, that that was a a, a line you had to identify, recognize it, know when you were crossing it. And it and it's not an easy thing, you know. I I got to watch you go through it, and I I watch a lot of people go through it. But I got to see your process intimately, and I just think it would be really good for you to speak to that just a little bit while we're while we're thinking about this topic.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I, I want to zoom up a, a few feet because as you're talking, there's so much wisdom and there's so much that goes through my mind. And the first one is that fine line only appears in the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so we're, all, so yes, are there certain, you know, I, there's certain, there's certain canaries in the coal mine that I have that I think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm enabling her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you've, you've, you brought that to me, and, you know, it's kind of like, there you go again, Dave, you know, you're mm-hmm. doing so I can, I can have that, but at the same time recognizing that it's just, I'm it's in every moment it's going to be, it's going to appear then. And I need mm-hmm. to be, and, and we don't, and that's, that makes us really insecure. Mm-hmm. We want to have the answer. We want to know, okay, I come to this fork in the road. I know this, I see this, (laughs) I go that. And it's not that way. And I think this is just, this is part of the humbling, both the humbling, and I would call it the enlightening part of parenting is just recognizing it's always going to be in the moment. And, and the fact that you come up and you you think, oh my God, I've done this a hundred times. Why am I confused now? There's no crime in that. (laughs) There's no, there's no shame in that. You are actually just facing the truth that right now this is a unique situation. You might have seen a hundred variations of it before that that are informing you, but you still need to make the decision right now. And I mm-hmm. that's and I I I, uh, I think that that's
0: I think that's an incredibly important perspective for sure.
1: And, and I think the other thing is just no. I I noticed this is that what we're doing it's overwhelming. You know, it's just going to be overwhelming. And I think we think there's something wrong with the overall. We shouldn't be overwhelmed. Now, yes, we don't want to get hysterical every time. So, you know, if I got hysterical every time, I got a text from my daughter and think, oh, my God, here I go again. Why has this thing ended? You know, yeah, that's different. But I think also to recognize that this that life itself, but certainly this experience of parenting is overwhelming, just helps, again, to just kind of be with what's happening, especially as you're trying to find that fine line. Mm-hmm. So those were the those were the two kind of meta points that uh, just give ourselves some slack if we're feeling overwhelmed and And, I think a lot of this gets back to what we always talk about, which is trusting ourselves mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. to the point where we can trust ourselves and and of course surround ourselves with people like you who can, uh, or whoever, whoever the, you know, whoever those people are that can provide us some ballast and some perspective. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I kind of gone around, I haven't answered the (laughs) question. I'll I'll put it back to you and you can put a finer point on it. I'm actually, you know, from a guy who who made a living as a trial lawyer making people answer questions, I'm really good at not
0: answering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you did answer it in some ways that are very important. That perspective is really important. It's, You know, it it is in the moment. There's no way you can prepare for it. And the fine line moves. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, we talked, I think, on our last podcast a little bit about safety and how safety is number one. And sometimes we do have to step in as parents because safety is an issue. And boom, you have to step in and make choices and take action. And then there are times that, you know, you're not going to get hysterical with the text message that comes or the Mm -hmm. call that comes or the situation that presents itself. Because, you know, you have that pause, you have that space to be able to go, Okay, let me see what she or he can do for themselves right now versus me stepping in and doing this. And I think that's probably um, that that's how you define that line is that pause. I mean, if I had to say, you know, there's one thing that a parent can do to really not step into that rescuer role is take the pause and I had I had a, a situation come up personally um, that and, uh, you know, my young adult may be hearing this. I don't know. But um, but I have uh, I have a young adult who's 19 years old and and he has been doing some odd jobs around town. A little entrepreneur. He's doing a great job with that, you know. And so I actually hired him to do some power washing for me on my deck. And I offered to move all my plants. I'm a plant crazy lady, so I've got all kinds of plants. So I offered to move my plants, and he said, "No, I'll move them as I go." And I thought, "Okay, well that's cool. I won't have to do it." Well, I came home, and several of my plants were broken. My tomato plant was broken over, um, you know, and it. And I had some new seedlings out that got totally covered up, and. So, you know, I was like, ah, gosh, okay. So, this was yesterday. So, I I took the pause. I took the pause last night, took the mm-hmm. pause this morning and I've been thinking about it and you know, I I know that everything in me wants to just say, "Hey, great job. Thanks for doing this and here's right. your pay." You know. Um because I'm hiring him like any customer would, but there's another part of me and and my husband agreed with me on this that if I don't bring up these things that are not pleasing, that I'm actually enabling a a negative behavior, right? As simple as this seems, I'm enabling a negative behavior if I don't bring to his attention these things that are not good for me as the homeowner who hired him to do this job, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it doesn't matter where we go in our lives. You know, sometimes there are big crises that can involve Our kids end up in a hospital setting or, Mm -hmm. you know, in a situation that is very dangerous. And sometimes these are at least small things. But as parents, we always need to take that pause to go, okay, what is the best option here? The easiest thing for me to do would be pay and say, great job. Right. That's the easiest thing. But am I really doing what's in his best interest as a young entrepreneur to move on in his life? Right. So, you know, it's it's, where is that fine line? And honestly, if I just said great job and here's your pay then I'm enabling, I'm rescuing him out of something that's, that's not positive and I'm not helping him and right. I'm allowing him to continue on, you know? Um, so so
1: the, I, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Dave. So there's, there's something really brilliant about this. And and I, I'm thinking about a situation I just had and, you know, you know, that's, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll perish you down from 30,000. right <laughs> to Ground, ground zero here. Um, And I asked you about this because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned what was happening as, as my daughter has, you know she is kind of a i had a shaman say she's a fairy you know she's like she's done never really incarnated into yep. this body mm-hmm. and whatever whatever your your cosmology is it, it speaks well to who she is she's mm-hmm. just my quite, and so she's she's prone to all kinds of things including hypochondriac hysteria you know <laughs> and and i get a i i get a call from her um yeah you know, i get a text and then i get a call and Dad, I went to my my mom, said I should go to a psychiatrist and get some medication. The psychiatrist weighed me and said, I weigh so little. You have to go right now to the emergency room and have them admit you because you're in danger of having a heart attack because you're so thin. And, you know, think of this a parent, okay, I've had an MD tell my daughter, This is a life or death emergency. I've got to go to the hospital right now, and my mom can't take me. Come get me. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, <laughs> again, you can't make this stuff up. Right? Mm-hmm. You are doing this <laughs> podcast, and boom—you know, this, this is just my daily life. Yeah, and you know, I'm, you know, I tell you one thing—you know, I'm laughing about, I'm, and and but there's still there's a way you can laugh at life in the midst. Of, I just want to say that there's nothing. It doesn't make me less of a parent. But I can look at this and think, "Holy cow, you can't make this stuff up." So <laughs> that's another thing besides the pause. It's just, yeah, it's just being able to laugh at things as they're going. But the first thing, and, and, I, and I, it occurred to me again when you were talking, is just, just you know, you in that position with the young man with the plants were put in a position where you were either going to be a perpetrator mm-hmm. or a rescuer, right? The right. perpetrator said, hey, you know, what? Is, what is this stuff? You broke my plants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know it hurts you. I know how much mm-hmm. you love nature. I, mm-hmm. I watched my my wife when we had someone come watch do the plants and they broke yeah. it. It was like they took her children. And, yeah. You know, yeah, So I realized this is something that you can't just ignore because it's close to your heart. Mm-hmm. And and then you're you have this choice of these different roles that you could have played and enable or perpetrated, or whatever, and mm-hmm. and or the victim, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what am I here? I do this person a favor and they come over here and no yep. no good deed goes unpunished yep. and that kind of stuff. So you know, I just want everyone to see how how in every situation, all three of these roles are available. Mm-hmm. And in your situation, you I don't know what the you know, you, you jumped out of the unholy trinity mm-hmm. and managed to find the the, the right way. So Anyway, back to my situation is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, no, the first thing, that's the canary in the coal mine. I smell rescuer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. my rescuer alarm bells are going off. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of putting that overlay on top of it, you know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's look through this through the lens of, of am I being, what what, what would the rescuer do? Mm -hmm. Don't do that. And, and I thought through it. I said, (laughs) Abby, how, how many times have you been in emergency room in the last six months? And and she gave me a number that I don't want to share because it's embar- I don't want to embarrass her anymore than I might already be doing it. But let me say it was it was not insignificant. And I said, sweetheart, do you think that if you were in a life or death situation and this number of times you've been the immersion the last six months, that somebody wouldn't would wouldn't have admitted you? And so one is just having the, you know, just the calmness about that. Mm-hmm. And then of course I get a text from from her mother saying, I I have a job, I know, I can't do this. You got you know. So now right away, I'm feeling like what a terrible dad I am. You know, I see she's doing all this work and I'm asked one time to drop everything and run my daughter to save her life. Right. Oh, you know, okay. All these voices going on in my head. And but, but again, this is just somewhere where the, the, the work for lack of a better word that you and I have done together and we, I've done in my own life. I'm just like, Oh no, man, I, I know this button.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know
1: exactly what that button is. I know what it feels like when she's got her thumb in it mm-hmm. and I'm getting my button pushed. And And I um, gave her some, first thing I I just expressed my opinion that this isn't life or death. And I got to tell you, that was hard. Even though I knew it wasn't life or death, you can't help but think as a parent, when you're up against this, that your primary default is going to be protection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, and there's no, there's no harm in that. There's no crime in the fact that, okay, yeah. Okay. What's the one in a hundred chance. What happens if she does something does happen. And I, I've got to stand before God and man and say, hey, she called me and I just said to hell with you. Mm-hmm. So, But I I needed to, I needed, and interestingly enough, and I, I'll i I'll stop the monologue in a little bit. I had to go deep inside myself to the knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something you and I talk and we hyperlink back up is there's the knowing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's all I'll say about that. This might be another podcast. Or <laughs> I, went, I went to the knowing in my, in my heart that this wasn't life or death. And then I said, Abby, get to see a doctor, go see a doctor. Don't go to the emergency room. Don't go to urgent care, go to a doctor. And then call me, let me know what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I hung up. And the next day she said, dad, I called every primary care physician. I Googled them. I called every primary care physician I could find. till I found one that got to see me and she went in to see him. So. And, and, and the interesting thing is I don't think, I didn't think she had that in her.
0: Right. I've
1: been rescuing her for so long. I'm the guy that calls every crime, you know, and calls, who do I know that? Who do I know that knows this person?
0: Mm-hmm. That is my role. Yeah.
1: And because you, and largely with your help, I didn't fall into the rescuer mode. She was able to to navigate this myself. But anyway, I, I think it's it's illustrative.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, really what you did is you empowered her to be able to do what she's capable of doing in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important point because when we, when we enable or rescue our kids, we're giving them the message that they're not capable, that they, they don't have the ability to do things. And when we empower them, we don't rescue them, then we absolutely are telling them that they can do this and she can, and she did. Um, and of course, there are many, many, many layers to that whole situation with your daughter. Um, but it's something that as an adult, she has to manage. You know, one of the things that, well, two things. When you talk about that deep knowing, absolutely, that's a very important thing. It's our intuition, our gut feeling, however we want to call it. It's that information that we have that we can access. Everybody has it. Everybody can access. We Go back to the wisdom that we were t- talking about when we first started it. You know, we all have it, but we have a hard time accessing it. And so most of the time, the thing that causes us to not be able to access that knowing, that intuition, that gut feeling or that wisdom is fear. When Mm -hmm. fear hits, then everything blows up and we become reactive and we can't take the pause, you know. So so, yes, everybody does have that. And especially when you have parented to the age of 18, 19, 20, 25, especially when you've parented this human this long parented this human this long you know that knowing is there Mm -hmm. and so learning how to recognize when you're fear-based and you're having a reaction and knowing how to step out of that and Mm -hmm. take that pause and then respond I think that is what allows a parent to not just be stuck in that place of that disempower you called it the unholy trinity I love that the The disempowered triangle of those roles that kind of get us caught up um and and so I think you know being able to just take that pause and knowing the difference between a true crisis you know if if your daughter had well I'll use an example another example that happened in my life with a uh, a family that I've been working with for quite some time young lady that was um completed our young adult transitional living program and has been very independent for years at this point and had a car accident and um significant injury to her her leg and had to become dependent upon her parents again because she couldn't physically do things for herself. And that was really tough. It was tough on all of them. And I think the gift in it, because there's always a gift, no matter how Mm -hmm. difficult the situation is, there's always a gift. But I think the gift for them was that they got to see how much they have all grown as a family Mm -hmm. Um, because she Truly has. Like she had completed her first semester of college last spring and, um, you know, did fantastic. And she's an older college student. She wasn't ready to go to college at 18. She wasn't even ready at 20, Mm. you know, and now she's ready. Um, And then she has this car accident and then she's still um, mostly dependent on other people to help her get move around. But the college stepped in and said, hey, we'll do this. We'll make accommodations. So, you know, I've continued to work with the family, some through this this process that they've been in of, you know, for the parents, it was like, okay, how do we not rescue? And mom is a healthcare provider, which, mm-hmm. you know, think of that role where your daughter has this horrific injury and and really could have died in this car accident. And then you're a healthcare provider and you want to make sure that everything's being done correctly for your child. <clears throat> but also have this hyper-awareness of not stepping into that rescuer role because of how unhealthy it is for all of them. Um, And so I actually got to see them yesterday, and this is several weeks now, you know, beyond the accident, beyond the surgeries, beyond we're well into the recovery period. And I got to sit and talk with them this week, and I was just really touched at the growth that has happened in that family. And so I think that the gift was for them to all go, wow, okay you know, for the young adult to go, okay, I don't really need my parents anymore. And it's annoying when I do, um, because she was someone who really liked to step into that victim role and allow people to do things for her and and could go to that place of, you know, the thumb on that button of making parents feel guilty and getting a reaction out of them. And she did not want to do that anymore. And then also to have parents who are like, okay, you know, we're going to help her get back to school. We're not gonna worry, she can do this. And even in watching the interactions of the mom and the daughter, and the mom just continuing to say, You you can do this. You know, she's happened to use a walker right now to to move around. And her mom saying, Look up, don't look down, look up, and just giving these instructions that she would any patient that she worked with as a healthcare provider, and not her daughter of like, Oh my gosh, let me help you with this, oh my gosh, let me move you here, oh my gosh, let me get this out of the way. You know, she just was more of a professional in the dynamic rather than a rescuing mom. And it was I didn't even reflect that back to them in the moment um because it was just too perfect to mm-hmm. just allow that to happen. You know, but it was a it was a long journey to get to where they are. And I think this this challenge, you know, every journey is perfect. And so this challenge was given to them for a reason. And I think that they have really learned from it and, and can absolutely see the gifts in it. So, you know, it it is possible to go through the, the hardest things, the diff, the most difficult things, and not revert back to those old roles of the unholy trinity. Um, it is possible to hit hard times and not fall back in those patterns of behavior. And I think for me, seeing that um, and knowing that this family has done a ton of work, a ton of work, they've done work with me, they've done work with their own therapists, they have they've done all kinds of things. I, I mean, they really have done the work. And so that was the other thing that was really striking to me was knowing how hard, how important it is to do the hard work. I've watched you do that, you know? Yes. You and I have talked a lot and, and yes, you had the, you had me on speed dial for a while, you know, um, <laughs> which is fine, but you also have done your own work and to, to, to find out who you are as a parent, not just who you are as Dave gold, but who are you as a parent? How important do you think that differentiation was in your process of stepping out of that unholy trinity?
1: You mean the differentiation between being, just just so, just so our, our listeners yeah. be sure. Yes, the differentiation Different between.
0: between Dave Parent of Abbey and Dave the human being. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode of Exceptional Parents and Extraordinary Challenges is being brought to you by Mindfully Aware. Mindfully Aware is my company and through Mindfully Aware, we offer services for folks who are looking for ways to find healing in their lives or looking for ways to just live a more intentional life and finding true purpose and meaning. So if you're interested in the services, you can visit our website, com. You can also reach out to me directly, mindfulangie at gmail.com.
1: Well, I I can't help. I got to go thirty thousand, maybe forty thousand. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't. There goes summer parachute so much. down the tubes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. And now now we got the rocket ship. You we got the rocket
0: ship. That's I feel like okay. one of
1: those cartoon, one of those cartoon characters that you know straps a rocket. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, because I can't. First of all, I feel very grateful at this point in my life, and you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm se- I'm seventy. That I don't see any. I really don't see a differentiation. I can't. I can't differentiate between Dave Gold, the parent. Dave Gold, the, there's a 'cause there's a consistency to my life that just shows up in different roles and different mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing. And I don't think that I'm anything special. I think all of us have that capacity and at times feel that when we are, whenever we we are touching and coming from that core authenticity, that we show up in the moment as all of these different things. Mm-hmm. So that's great. At the same time, parenting is one of those things that I am so insecure about. I'm just tremendously insecure, you know, even though I say I'm, I'm, there's no difference. You put me in, you know, a business situation or I'm mentoring somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm just I don't even know where this wisdom comes from. And I think, mm-hmm. God, did I really say that? Yeah, I knew I But then I get around my daughter and I, be, you know, and I just I start to tremble. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, this is just, again, being honest with honest, honest with oneself.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: one, there is this kind of consistency in terms of knowing what your core values are. And it's so easy for us. You know, mm-hmm. I remember I used to, you know years ago when stress management was, was, was new, I, I was teaching stress management. And and one of the things I, I remember discovering was the last thing we learn is the first thing to go when we're under stress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. all these ideas I had that when I get to this, I'm going to, it's no, wait a minute, my daughter's got to get to the ER to hell with philosophy, you know, the hell yeah. with this, the hell with that. Yeah. So there's just a, a sense of, of recognizing that tendency that when when we get in these situations, the higher stuff starts to go. So one, I'm aware of my own insecurities around parenting, and I used to call them shortcomings. I don't mm. call them shortcomings now.
0: No, yeah.
1: I tried because look, you know, and we all do this. And this is again gets to my core values of that we can't expect more from our children than we expect of ourselves. Mm-hmm. If I'm not trusting myself as a parent, my daughter cannot trust herself as a human. Well, she could, It's hard for her to evolve. Past my level of trust for myself as a human being, for her trusting Mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. Right. My daughter's knowing knew that this wasn't a life or death situation and she didn't need to go, but she, but the hysteria or whatever it is, the panic around that overrode that. Mm -hmm. And if I let that panic override that in me, then it's going to go, it's going to go to that. So, so one recognize, I recognize my insecurities and also some of my, I wouldn't call them shortcomings, some of my limitations. -hmm. Which we all have,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I—it's the same way I do in my businesses and the people I mentor in business or whatever. Surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. (laughs) I mean, that is such simple advice.
0: Yeah, and and
1: and, you know, and then get
0: out of their way. (laughs) That's the other part of it. Get out of their way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you 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 know I used to say my when I was Mm. an attorney, my clients always took my advice as long as I. I told them exactly. My clients always did exactly what I told them to do as long as I told them exactly what they wanted to hear. Yes. And we're, all, we're yes. all that way, right?
0: Yes. Yes, we are.
1: And, you know, and here's here's where, again, it gets tricky. And the reason we can't just make edicts and then say, okay, you know, the al- algorithm says do this. Is it still us? Ultimately, it's still us. So at times, I I, I will sur- you know, I surrendered to your wisdom. I got a text. Mm-hmm. My impulse was this. You said this. But I made the decision. To surrender to your wisdom. I didn't mm-hmm. surrender to your wisdom out of fear, out of giving up my authority, out of giving up what I know to be true. What I knew to be true was I needed to surrender to your wisdom. Mm-hmm. So there's a way that we surround ourselves with the people, but we stand firmly in the ground of what we are. And again, this is, this is such tricky territory, mm-hmm. but the fact is, our, I, I can't prove this. My daughter chose her mother and me as her parents.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And why would she choose the people that weren't the perfect parents to be her parents? Mm -hmm. We are the perfect parents for her life journey. Mm -hmm. Each of us is the perfect parents for our children's journey. Overwhelm, craziness, limitations, panic, unholy trinities. We're still the perfect person. And that is the, you know, I'll parachute out of 40,000 again in a second. But that is the gift we give to our children. The greatest gift we have is standing in our authenticity, standing in that trust, standing in the knowing. And I am so grateful for my daughter for Mm -hmm. good reasons and no good
0: reasons.
1: (laughs) I'm grateful for who she is and the joy we have and 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 being able to watch her and what this journey is. And I'm just grateful because I'm alive and because I happen to be on the planet with my daughter at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that is and i'm giving her that gift not because okay i'm gonna pretend to be grateful and therefore you'll be grateful and therefore yeah. everything will be great no no yeah. no yeah. literally i just have an abiding gratitude for that human being and for me being able to be her parent to all the hell she's put me through
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all the and, and it's on, been
0: a lot you know? it, it has been You're, <laughs> you've had some tough 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 times and i'm sure that a lot of our listeners have had some very, very tough times, and sometimes it's hard to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm grateful for that you know, and I I because I know you and because I know this situation, I know that you're being hundred percent honest about that. you truly are grateful for every minute of this parenting journey that you've had with your daughter and for her and the unique and wonderful human being that she is. and I think sometimes for parents, that's a tough one. you know, how can mm-hmm. I be grateful that my child has a mental health disorder. How can I be grateful that my child has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder? How can I be grateful for those things? And that's a hard one to overcome. Um, It is. And I think I believe that when we get to the place that we can trust fully, that every journey is perfect, Mm. that every life is perfect, and that there's something bigger than us, whatever word you want to put on that, there's something bigger than us creating all of this this matrix that we live in when we can truly surrender to that, then we can say okay, we don't fall into the why me why my child because falling into the why me why my child is a rabbit hole and and it's it's an easy one to go down. I've been in it myself, I've been in it myself and I know it's easy for parents to get there and I think all parents get there at some point because we we want to do everything we can to keep our kids healthy, safe, and happy on this planet, and from the time that they're infants and maybe they have a heart condition and they have to have surgery, and you know that's a fearful thing and why me, why my child um and so it's really hard when you're in that moment to find the gratitude, but it's the surrendering to that that greater power of knowing that this journey's perfect. my journey's perfect, my child's journey's perfect, and When you can surrender to that and not feel guilt, shame or fear because you can't change the journey. I think that is a huge shift for every parent. And I think that that's a lot of what I saw you do was that surrendering to this is where we are and this is perfect.
1: And that's so beautiful. I mean. I, again, I just I I don't think our listeners know what a gift it is to have someone that has all this practical knowledge that you have. It's been in the war. Yeah, you've seen every perme- permutation that you could possibly imagine of kids and parents, and you know, what the hell. And then there's just a way that at the same time you're able to hold this perspective. And I think this is important for our listeners to know that we're not sitting in an ivory tower Mm-mm. as academicians that have never had a kid. And say, here's, I'm telling, God told me to tell you that you should yeah. raise your kid this way. Man, it is from the trenches. And I think, again, the, that I feel so grateful. And I and I hope our listeners can share that gratitude of just what you bring to the picture of having this higher perspective. And now I want to speak to that perspective. Because, one, it gets to something you said. If you're just looking to, I'm going to be... You, you can't separate the parenting journey. I, I I don't practice gratitude you know you can't mm-hmm. practice it you can but it's not authentic mm-hmm. I and mean, maybe okay to fake it till you make it but mm-hmm. I see gratitude everywhere so that it's not like oh well, I'm not I'm I'm mad at my financial situation I'm mad at my marital you know whatever it is mm-hmm. but oh, I'm going to be grateful to my daughter no it's mm-hmm. not going to work so this is there's a way and it's it's so much easier sometimes you know we used to call it when I had a software company we you know you port code you know you take code from one one to another you can port or transfer a gratitude from one to the, so it might be, it's so much easier for me to be grateful for my golden retriever than it is <laughs> for my daughter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. But I know the experience of that gratitude. Mm-hmm. So to me, every night before I go to bed, I put my golden retriever's head in my lap and I just stroke her for 10 or 15 minutes and say, thank God you're in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did that with my daughter was, you know, my daughter, but the fact is I know I cultivate gratitude. Mm-hmm. And if we cultivate gratitude in every aspect of our lives, then it's a hell of a lot easier when you get the phone call that you don't want to get for whatever the crisis de jour is, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment you got to deal with it, but somehow there's a part of you that's just saying, relax. There's a larger, you know, there's a larger gift. And, you know, there's a, a beautiful, I'll tell you just a real quick story. Something I read from, um, from CS Lewis and uh, he wrote a book called grief observed, which was, he finally found love late in life, and then his beloved got cancer, and he just kept a journal of everything that, that happened as she was transitioning. And she told him that she was running around terrified. She just felt something on her shoulder, and she felt like she was being run down with a message that she didn't want to give, and she was running and running and running. And finally, she got the message that God was saying, stop. I have a gift that I want to give you. And I've, I, that's, you know, like in the old days when there were overhead projectors and you had this kind of, that's the, that's the, that's the thing that I put on life.
0: Yeah.
1: That, okay, stop. There's a gift I want to, you know, and I won't get into the, you, you know, the trauma, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the things that have happened yeah that, that somewhere way back there, I can't, I might be able to access the fullness of it in the crisis moment, Mm -hmm. but wait, there's a gift that, God want you know, whatever that life wants to give me. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know.
0: I I think that's I think that's a beautiful way to to kind of talk about this, this process of surrender. Um, You know, it's it's when we well, a couple of things you said, you you said you don't practice gratitude. It is just who you are and it it permeates all parts of your life, but it's okay to fake it till you make it. And I I just want to touch on that because I agree with that. You know, there are many different perspectives in the world that we can, you know, you're talking about the going up to the 40,000 feet with the rocket or parachuting down, you know, so we can be in the very literal part of our lives, which is where you get that phone call of, hey, the doctor said I need you to, to the hospital right now. That's very literal. And that hits you in your emotions. So, you know, you have to think about it and you have to feel all the things that go along with it. But when you really kind of look at it as your life's journey, you know, what, how does that hit your life's journey? How does that hit your daughter's life's journey? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, what is that surrender to the higher power, to God, to spirit, to universe, whatever language you want to use for that. Um, When you can take it to that place, that's where the gratitude is. And, and, you know, that sometimes being, well, most of the time being at 40,000 feet is really an important perspective to be able to access and to be able to access quickly. And I think that's one thing that I saw happen for you is that, you, you had, like you talked about, there were a lot of traumas. There were a lot of really significant dif- difficulties that you had to navigate with your daughter and your family situation, um, and there still are, but I've watched you go from being kind of stuck in the weeds in that, that literal world, those literal things that were happening and feeling that literal fear all those, that mm-hmm. you know and and not being able to to go to forty thousand feet and go okay you know stop i've got a gift for you that's a great message and now i see you move back and forth in those different perspectives all the time quickly and you're able to access that higher perspective of okay no this is not a crisis and no this is not a crisis so i don't have to have an emotional reaction to it i can take a pause and i can give some very sound advice and that is that is huge for any parent right. to be able to recognize that we're moving through these different perspectives all the time and when we are when we are unable to have gratitude in our lives practicing gratitude can help us change that perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's kind of the fake it till you make it process that you were talking about. And I, a lot of the young adults that I work with, a lot of the parents that I work with people in general, I will say every morning, write down a gratitude, whether you keep a gratitude journal, whether you write it on a piece Mm -hmm. of paper and put it in a jar, you record it on your phone, whatever method you want, start every day with something that you're grateful for. And What happens is that changes the vibrational level of of everything about your your world, and it makes you be very present where you are. So when you're stroking your golden retriever's head and having that moment of being so grateful for her being in your life, you are nowhere else. You are 100% Mm. present in that moment, right? Feet on the earth, right where you are, really emotionally focused on what you're doing. The same is true when we're working with our, our kids, when we're watching our kids grow or or when when they're they're being authentically who they are you know and and that you've talked before about being grateful for the the fairy that Abby is for the person that she is not who you thought she would be or who you you thought maybe would be better for her to be or what role you thought she should take on but just being really authentically grateful for who she is as a person and knowing that she is perfect as she is and that is That is part of that gratitude piece of cultivating gratitude in your life. Um, I've always said that I don't believe that love is the opposite of hate. I think Mm -hmm. gratitude is the opposite of hate because love and hate are very similar emotions and they're very charged emotions. Gratitude is the thing that grounds us from those charged emotions and -hmm. the thing that helps us be really present in our lives and present in our bodies. So, yes, for our listeners out there, if you need to fake it till you make it, then, yes, start every day with the gratitude and watch how it changes everything that happens in your life. And it's not that the people change or the events change or Mm. the conditions change. It's that your perspective of all of those things will change and then you will be cultivating gratitude in every aspect of your life. And the more gratitude we have, the more abundance comes into our lives in all areas. Right. All areas and love from our kids, authenticity in our families. That is abundance in in a family, in my in my opinion.
1: And if I can, because I just playing off what you just said is, you know, you, you're grateful for the point of being grateful, not because you want to get something out of it. Right. That, that's not yes. authentic. I remember nope. I once I once I had a, a profound experience. you know, another podcast, another time and on a retreat. And I just happened to. A couple months later to be at a Trappist Monastery in in South Carolina. And the abbot of the monastery looked at me and he said, I don't know what happened to you, but I know it's authentic because you're grateful. And he said, Here at the mon they're a Trappist, they're decades of their life to get up at three in the morning, you know. Mm -hmm. And he said, Down here, the coin of the realm for authentic spiritual authenticity is gratitude. I've never forgotten that. I thought, oh, I got that from Pyre Authority. So (laughs) so the gratitude isn't a tool. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the way we're saying it, it is. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't know how to, there's a word for it. It is a, it is a technology. You might say mm-hmm. gratitude can be a technology that helps, mm-hmm. but there's an authenticity to it. And it's a gateway. What, what, exactly. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the, just playing off what you said is we, we. It, it opens the door to you resonate differently and you attract something. That's all. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. We won't get in the you know, this is another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I have just found living in this way of gratitude, I keep getting more and more object things that I can be objectively grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. and that's not that's me, and that's the people that I meant, you know, all the mm-hmm. everybody in my life. Mm-hmm. That the more that I'm grateful, the more that they the more the more that they attract things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And and i wanna I wanna say something, forty thousand and I want to get down in the weeds just one for a second through the time we have left, so people if they feel like I, I gotta have a takeaway that I can apply tomorrow x y z they'll have it mm-hmm. um it's so and we'll go we'll just touch on this and go back to another time is it is it, all this is based on trust
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know to me, the opposite of like you say opposite of, the opposite of of love is not hate, the opposite of love is fear mm-hmm. that's my perspective, mm-hmm. and so what is it that stands in the way of everything is the fact that we're we're frightened. And when you're frightened, you don't trust. Mm -hmm. And this, and this is where my daughter has been my liberation beyond her being my daughter. Mm -hmm. And everything in my life is, is that whatever it is that leads us to greater and greater trust, you know, with me is, as you know, the, the big seminal moment was, this beautiful woman parachuting into my life. I'm 62 years old and loving me in a way I never could have imagined until I could no longer hold on to my limitations,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and I just started thinking, well, if life could, could, you know, could bring me something like this, maybe, maybe it's not the, the, the nightmare that I thought it was right. Yeah. And and I just started to trust more and then I trusted her and then I trusted myself and I trusted life. So whatever that journey is. And I think this is something again, that you and I, you know, bring people to a higher perspective on, however it is we interact with them is that I would just bookmark this. And then the practical thing I I can think I want to say something practical here is, and I don't remember what it relates to, but so if this is just like a standalone, you know, wild hair kind of thing, so be it. But I remember how sad, I had so much sadness around Abby, you know, I would just remember something and I, and I thought, Oh, you know, this is because of this. And you just said, no, you're just a parent that misses the kid growing up. Yeah. Right. And so, and oh, I know what it was. Is that it's taken me a long time with your help and life's help and whatever whoever, whatever the heck else, to to for my pers- my recognition of my daughter to catch up to who my daughter actually is, just from a chronological stage.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think it's so easy for us to still think because we've fought this battle before. One, because we just don't want our kids to grow up. I mean, yeah. sometimes we do. We think, Geez, get on, you know, <laughs> Let's get through this. But I mean, you know, the, the part of us that doesn't want them to grow up is just want to you know want to keep thinking of them in that way. You know, I'm watching my beautiful wife, who's the mother of the year in every way you can imagine, as our kids start to you know age out and and but anyway, it's a different story. But the, anyway, the point is that I I would encourage everyone to consider, and we can t- maybe another podcast episode on this, is to just recognize. Wait a minute, my daughter's 21. Maybe she has the emotional maturity of a 14-year-old, but she's she's 21 years old. And what is what what about my child have I not caught up with
0: mm-hmm. in terms
1: of how I'm viewing my child? And that mm-hmm. and that helps, that has been instrumental in me breaking the rescuer pathology as well.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a really great practical point to sort of bring everything to a close today. um and and actually what it did is it caused me to think of 15 other things to talk about which we'll just save for for another podcast but i think that is a really practical piece of information is that you know we 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 can't get back what happened when our child was six months old or two years old or five years old or 14 years old we can't get those moments back and we we can get, we can allow ourselves to get stuck in them when we have to get slapped around by life a little bit to go, Hey, my daughter's 21 years old. And with that comes some, some, some really wonderful things and some very scary things and (laughs) just some life things that we're going to navigate. So I I think that that's a really, really good point for us to kind of end on and maybe just remind our viewers that, you know, the, probably the the two most important things that we really hit on today for you in life mm. are those points of gratitude and trust
1: mm-hmm.
0: gratitude and trust and i think those two things go hand in hand so you know we uh we appreciate everybody tuning in and giving us a like and a share and whatever yeah. else it is you do with all these podcasts <laughs> we're still yeah. new to it i'm new and, to it
1: and i and i'd like to just also say that what it's, you know, we're, we're kind of going, we're, we're eating our own cooking in terms of we, we look what the line is in the moment and not planning mm-hmm. every time. I, and I'm a planner and, and energy, so I say, <laughs> Hey,
0: I'm
1: lax eh? Jeez. You know, just we'll, we'll figure it out. We go along. But at the same time, perhaps the planner and me, if you have topics
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you'd like, please, you know, feel free to leave them. Um, and also if you have a, I don't know how to say it, just a configuration, you know, what would you like? Do you want to, do you would you want to be on a phone you know do you want to whatever you th- whoever you think you would like to be de- more deeply engage? let us know so we can mm-hmm. you know just skew what we're doing and and we're the last maybe the last word who knows is that Angie and I are incredibly grateful for each and every one of you mm-hmm. that what we're doing here it may seem like oh we're helping people but no we're doing we're, yes we may be but we're doing this because we love to do this mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so obvious we got you know you and I would go on for days this yeah, week, we could. So, thank yeah. you all for just being you and for sharing your, you know, just being sharing in this collective journey that we're in. And we look
0: forward to more of it. All right, Dave. I'll talk to you next time. All righty. <laughs> Canaan Valley Spa is a world class destination in Davis, West Virginia, providing an experience of wellness and comfort to visitors. Go to www.CanadianValleySpaWV.com to learn more.